Hello, and welcome back to the Austin Real Estate Podcast. Our guests today are Alfredo Bernal and Josh Hanley. Alfredo has been an Austinite for over 30 years and has been a licensed broker since 1994. Alfredo is data-driven and has a gift for working with numbers, a skill he brings to the table for all of his clients. Josh has been your trusted mortgage advisor with over 20 years of experience and specializes in purchase and refinance loans in the states of Texas and Florida. We really think you're going to enjoy this episode. It was great to have Alfredo back on the podcast for a second time, and him and Josh have a really interesting conversation with some deep dives into some of the more nuanced ways of navigating this market through the different types of loans that are available to their clients. And with that, let's jump right in. Well, good afternoon. Welcome to uh, another episode of the Austin Real Estate Podcast. Uh, I'm Alfredo Bernal, one of the associate brokers at Realty Austin, and I'm sitting today with Josh Hanley, uh, local loan officer over at Guaranteed Rate. And so thanks for chatting with us today, Josh. Um, Yeah, just tell everybody a little bit about yourself and how long you've been in the business and what you do and so forth. Yes, of course. And thank you so much for having me. And yeah, I'm a a local loan originator here in Austin, serving the, the whole state of Texas, as well as the state of Florida. And been in the business since 2001, so quite a bit of experience under my belt, especially experience in these uh, in these moving and more volatile markets, I guess you yeah. could say. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So that's uh, that's actually one of the things that uh, that I wanted to talk about. You know, the market is changing a little bit. Uh, we're I guess we're try- we're getting back to that normal Austin market away from what happened during COVID, and. Uh, you know, one of the challenges that we had during that time was, um, you know, first time buyers, it was kind of difficult for them to, to get uh, contracts ac- accepted, especially like an FHA or VA type buyer and, um, mm-hmm. you know, getting bid out and, and, you know, you've got these rules with these government loans. And so maybe we can chat a little bit about that and, and how maybe somebody with a VA loan or an FHA loan can compete today. Well, that's a good question. We we do see that come up quite frequently. Um, you know, for some reason, a lot of listing agents and a lot of sellers out there do have a, a pretty big misconception against, let's say, VA buyers, for example, just because somebody's earned that right to have that entitlement to put 0% down and receive more competitive terms doesn't necessarily mean that they're a lesser qualified candidate, um, which that often seems to be in the eyes of the seller, or they're worried about excessive costs that the seller has to cover that they typically don't, which really isn't the case. I mean, not allowables, which are fees that the veteran are not allowed to pay, are very minimal. And in most cases, the seller has no problem covering that or the lender can even eat those costs. But in order to be more competitive in a market combating that concern that sellers have, oftentimes it does make sense for a veteran, going back to that example, to put money down and to do a conventional loan with the down payment as opposed to doing VA financing. And I think the biggest factor involved with that is VA requires the veteran or the active military personnel to pay a funding fee upon closing on their loan. Now they're exempt from that funding fee if they have a 10% or higher disability rating as a veteran. But if they're not, I mean, that fee, you're looking at first time usage of being about 2.3% of the actual purchase price. And then you look at any subsequent use after that, they're looking at 3.6%. 
So if you take that into consideration of that additional amount being rolled into your loan, oftentimes it might make sense to do 3% down as a first-time buyer on a conventional loan and use that down payment as a tool to create more equity for yourself. Or you could put down 5%, 10% down or whatever it may be, but at least you're using that money to your advantage as opposed to just paying an excessive fee. Right, right. And so that funding fee is basically, is it insurance? How, how does that work? Yeah, I believe that the VA charges that so that they continue can continue to fund these programs and you know offer interest rates at lower than market for conventional, as an example. So basically, they're just using that to fund their program going forward. And in a sense, it does work the same as private mortgage insurance work on a conventional loan, for example, if you're putting less than 20% down. And what that insurance does is protect the lender against default. So if somebody stops making their payment, goes into foreclosure, the bank is insured to not lose all that money on that transaction. Right, right. As an agent that worked primarily with first-time homebuyers for many years, uh, that's all we did, right? Government loans, they were easy to put together with down payment assistance programs, mm -hmm. uh, maybe some grants and so forth. And so we had a lot of VA buyers that also qualified for down payment assistance and they truly could move in for zero down. Um, you know, builders also offer incentives that a veteran that's using his VA eligibility with, at a zero down could, could truly move in and maybe even get their earnest money back at closing. But we, during the pandemic, and now we're moving out of it, thank God, it was very difficult. And so one of the things that um, that uh, that has happened, you know, obviously interest rates have gone up and, and uh, you've got a lot of builders, you know, that have inventory and they're not able to close their transactions because, because now the, the, the client, their customer doesn't qualify. Maybe their DTI, their debt to income ratio is off, and they're just not able to qualify for the home with a with a higher rate. And uh, they're offering these things, you know, a huge amount of incentives. And and one of the things that I haven't heard of in a long time, and we did a number of them in the early years when I first got licensed in the in the mid '90s and early 2000s, were these two one buy downs. Mm -hmm. And and it used to be that they those programs those two one buy downs were very uh, they were very competitive right for for the end borrower because they were able to to i guess get a lower rate for the first couple of years of the loan and then ultimately end up with a fixed rate the third year all the way through the 30th year mm -hmm. um you know tell us a little bit about that program and how it works and how it may be a benefit or maybe not a benefit well, that is a great advantage to help keep the costs and keep the, the housing expense down for a home buyer. Um, you know, they do unfortunately still have to qualify off of the true note rate. That would be their real interest rate before the discounted rate. But essentially what a 2-1 buy-down is, for example, is you're 2% lower than your note rate for the first year of the loan. So let's just use a random interest rate, not a current rate. Let's just call it, let's say 5%. You essentially for that first year would be paying on a 3% note rate for that first year. Then the second year, you're looking at 1% lower, which would put you at 4% of that program. Now it does come at a cost. You know, it can only be used on a primary residence. Right now, currently all programs are only offering that 2-1 buy down or any other buy down programs on conventional loans. So you're looking at Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac only, but it is a great advantage. And typically the cost has to be covered by the seller 
or the lender. So it cannot come from the buyer. It cannot come from a realtor or any other party. But it's a huge tool to keep that affordability down, not necessarily to qualify, but to keep them in that comfort that comfort range they're looking for on their payment. So is there a prepayment penalty or, or any kind of penalty that a borrower may face if they went and used a program like that and then refinanced before that third year hit? No, Maybe the rates question. come down? Yeah, no prepayment penalty on it. In fact, the way it works is there's an escrow account set up to supplement that interest rate cost. So whatever the cost is to buy the rate down on that, that buy-down program, that money goes into an escrow account. And that money's used to buy that interest rate down the first year and the second year. If you pay that loan off, let's say after the first year, you sell, you know, and you're going to move to another home or you're going to just pay it off in general, that excess, those excess funds just go towards a principal reduction, essentially going towards the balance that you owe on your mortgage. So you owe that amount less. Nice. So you do get it back. Okay. I got you. So basically, when you said that there's a cost to it, that's the cost of setting up that escrow account. It's essentially prepaid interest. Correct. It's a buy-down cost. Basically, you're paying discount points to buy that rate down. Um, I mean, on average, right now, let's use as an example, like a 5.5% interest rate in order to do a 2-1 buy-down to have that payment based on an interest rate of 2% lower the first year. You're looking at about 2% in discount costs. Mm, There are other options. You have a 1-1 buy-down where essentially 1% lower than the note rate just that one first year. And that's only on average at that same interest rate using... An example of 5.5, that's at a cost of about 0.75%. So less than a point. So really that can come to a major advantage for a seller, especially on the resale market, trying to attract buyers to their home that they can offer a closing cost incentive to a buyer. And they can actually target in their marketing that this can be used to buy the interest rate down for the the first one or the first two years. And that can be very attractive to a buyer. It's going to keep those costs down and help combat property taxes going up higher interest rates and everything else. I see. I see. Yeah. Sometimes it's better to offer uh, an incentive like that than, than to lower the cost of the home if the home is just sitting there. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, I think we've gotten a little spoiled, uh, at least the realtors, you know, you, you list a home on a Wednesday and, and, and you've got to line out the door on Thursday and maybe if a handful of contracts, you know, over the weekend yeah. and we're not seeing a whole lot of that anymore. Um, you know, I, I bet the borrowers that you're working with <laughs> are uh, are quite pleased that, that that's happening and they can actually, you know, oh, kind yeah. of ease into it. And, and uh, have you seen, like, tell us a little bit about, you know, what you're seeing on the mortgage side. Well, people, buyers are starting to come back into the market. I think there was a lot of hesitancy out there just from people not sure what was going to happen with the housing market of the economy in the U.S. as a whole. Um on top of that, you had buyers that were just getting what we call buyer fatigue. They were out there, just as you said, 20, 30 offers on a property they're competing with. People were overbidding 10, 20% to win. And these buyers that kept losing just lost momentum, got frustrated, and completely backed out of the buyer market, resigned a right. six month lease, 12 month lease, whatever it may be. But now people have choices. Now you're not forced to buy that one house that's available. You can actually look for a home in an area or a home with specific features that you're looking for as opposed to settling. And these buyers are coming back into the market now because, in my opinion, it's a great time to buy. Interest rates are not as low as they were, but you don't have competition out there. You have a lot more inventory available. And it's going to be a lot easier to get into a home. And this, your interest rate's not forever. You know, we, There's a saying that we all like to use in the industry. It's 
date the rate, marry the house. You're falling in love with the home. The financing's temporary. You always are going to have that opportunity down the road to refinance if and when the market improves and lower that interest rate. So people need to look at this as an opportunity to get in while those opportunities are there. Right, right. Yeah. So in, in my career, I've seen the interest rates as high as like nine and a half. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, right after that dot com bust. Yeah. Uh, you know, it was a little crazy, but people were still buying, you know, homes. Um, you know, we what we saw during the pandemic is in terms of the rates, that's not normal. Mm-hmm. And I think that the, a lot of buyers kind of got, got frustrated uh, in, you know, competing. And, you know, I've done the math, you know, if you, if you're having to bring a hundred thousand dollars more to closing because your property didn't appraise, you know, but you're getting a 3% mortgage. If you now paying, you know, not having to overpay and do a little bit of a higher rate, I think you're still better off, right? You still got a hundred grand in your pocket. Exactly. No, I have to agree for sure. And, you know, granted, we're not going to see appreciation numbers like we did in the last year, year and a half, but we're still in a very strong market here in Central Texas. And there's going to be a lot of demand going forward for properties. Right now, I just feel like we're still in that market where the dust is settling and people just have that uncertainty and not sure what to do. But I feel like we're going to see that really kick back into high gear here soon. And those factors are going to drive, continue to drive prices up and people are going to gain equity and appreciation on their homes. So at the end of the day, instead of being in a rental, that's going to go up on you every year because property taxes and other expenses for that landlord are going to go up and they're of course going to pass that to the tenant. You might as well be reaping those benefits of an appreciating market and gaining equity yourself and building wealth, which in my opinion, real estate, as you know, is the number one or one of the top ways to build wealth in this country. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. It's it's amazing how people don't see it as as an investment, right? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, obviously you have to pay to live somewhere. Um and there's a lot of people out there that that don't believe it, you know, don't believe in it, you know, and and, and I guess for one reason or another, uh you know, you you as an individual probably lose a sense of of being able to to just get up and move if, if, you, if there's another opportunity later on, but you can mm-hmm. always keep that property as a rental. Exactly. You know? Or sell it in this market, most likely make a profit. And maybe right. not a huge profit, but a profit nonetheless. Yeah. And you take the yeah. tax benefits and everything else into consideration, you know, that also gives somebody a huge advantage. And, you know, talking about that in regards to, I mean, what are you seeing out in the market on the real estate side? Are you seeing a lot of move up buyers? Are you seeing a lot of people downsizing? I mean, what are, what are you seeing typically? A little bit of both. Um, here lately, we've gotten a lot of calls from people. So I was actually, I had a, a buyer consult today. Um, this guy's moving from the Dallas area back to Austin. Uh, he got the okay to work from home and he wants to move back. Um, and so we kind of discussed the process and how to make that happen. Um, and uh, uh, so we're seeing that. We're also seeing some people downsizing. Mm-hmm. And we've also seen some people that are that are moving up. And one of the questions that they ask us as realtors, you know, their concern is, well, I refinanced at, you know, three and a half or four percent. And, you know, now I got to pay six, right? 
Mm-hmm. So sometimes they can't see past the rate. Yeah. And and I ha- I've had discussions with with some of our clients and it's like, well, get with a lender that really understands, you know, how to put these deals together because sometimes it's better just to pay off debt rather than dump a bunch of money in as a down payment. Have you mm-hmm. seen that or how does that work? No, that's a great point. A great, you know, definitely a great item to discuss further. I mean, a lot of people that are moving up, they just want to throw as much down on that new purchase as they can. And with interest rates being higher and home costs being higher, that essentially is going to put their payment where it was on their old house or higher. Mm -hmm. So in most cases, it does make sense to explore other options, you know, to put less money down and to use that money to eliminate other high interest debt, credit cards, car payments, student loans, because we live month to month. Everybody writes checks every month for all of their bills. So they have to look at that accumulatively as a whole, as opposed to just what their mortgage payment is doing. So if your mortgage payment is going to go up $1,000, yeah, that's not fantastic. But if the rest of your payments on the rest of your debt is going to drop $1,500, then you're coming out ahead. And I feel like people have this old school mentality of uh, wanting to put more down to have the security of having equity in their investment and in their property, which I can understand in more of a stagnant market or a market where property values may be going down or not growing. But in a market like this, where your property is going to continue to appreciate that strategy seems to make a lot more sense to me. And granted, paying less than 20% down on a home, you have to pay mortgage insurance. Typically on a conventional loan, it's only required for the first couple of years. After that two years, as long as you have 22% equity in the property, get put you to a 78% loan to value, meaning 78% of what the home is worth, then you can contact that lender and have that mortgage insurance canceled. Or let's say rates drop in a year and you refinance. And in that year's time, you've gained another 10, 11, 12% equity or appreciation in the property. And you initially put 10% down right there after that year, your new loan's not going to require that PMI. And that's going to help reduce that payment as well. Right. right. I think it's all about options and talking with the professional is going to give you the options as opposed to just order taking. Yeah. There are some people that um, in, in your side, of the of the transaction that uh you know they if it doesn't fit in the hole they're not going to mess with it right mm-hmm, exactly and, instead of looking at the whole picture and you know you can't blame them right it's usually somebody that uh like an online lender or one of those guys that they just do a lot of volume and if it doesn't fit they just they move it they move on right yeah, yeah. and uh you know i don't know if you've if you've got any if you've had anybody, you know, tell you, man, I, I was told I didn't qualify. And then you looked at their file and you're like, well, there's no reason why you wouldn't be able to get into a home. But before we do that, we need to do X, Y, and Z, right? Mm-hmm. And I know you've been very uh, helpful with our clients uh, in in helping people, you know, kind of get the one guy that comes to mind, uh, Carl, <laughs> you know, uh, that was a doozy, right? And, yeah. uh you know, but yeah, I mean, you know, you helped him and no one else was taking the time to do that. So. Yeah, it's, it's all about taking the time with these clients and we're here to work at the client's pace. I mean, whether they can buy or, you know, qualify to purchase today or qualify to purchase in a year, we want to help set that realistic timeline and help them put a game plan in place. And as you said, a lot of people get too busy and they're just looking for the next slam dunk. It's easy to keep everything moving, but that's really doing a disservice and you know not servicing a large part of the community that do need more guidance and need more help. And oftentimes it just takes a few different strategies or a few different loan programs to put through. 
um, you know, structuring the loan a little bit differently to get them to qualify or finding a program that another lender may have overlooked. So um, I always encourage, you know, definitely encourage buyers or potential buyers to not give up when that first person tells them that or stops calling them back or stops responding to emails because they find someone who's willing to work with them, then they're going to find that person that's going to help get them on track. And as you right. know, with buyers like Carl or other buyers, it, it does take a village and takes a strong realtor on that side, as well as a strong lender to um, just to help not necessarily corral, but to help coach that that buyer into the direction that they need to be to be able to qualify and to be able to purchase. And that, right. that does take time, but that builds relationships for life. And I, I'm very confident that when Carl's ready to do something again, he's going to come back to us. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, he's a great guy. Yeah. He's a great guy. And uh, uh, I, it was very fulfilling to to watch him, you know, uh, at the closing and yeah, because he went through a lot. There. Yeah, yeah, big yeah. All around. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, and, and that's that's why we do what we do, right? You know, it's just, just to kind of help people, and mm-hmm. you know, they don't see all this stuff on the back end, right? They just, you know, but it is what it is. Exactly, uh, it's very rewarding when you put that work in, and it pays off for somebody. Yeah. So, where do you see, like, we, you know, what do you see in the next, you know, let's say. You know, we're we're going to be entering into the fourth quarter here in a, in a few weeks. Like, how, how do you what what are you seeing? It's really hard to say. Um, as I mentioned, I think we're going to see a big uptick in buyer activity. People are going to start coming back. You know, now that there is more inventory, and hopefully that's going to kind of balance the market out a little bit more. But really, it's really difficult to to touch on the market in regards to rates or where they're going to go. As everybody knows, there's just there's it's a very hard time to predict that. But I do know that um, we're not looking at these interest rates that we're in now forever. It's just a matter of when and how how far they move down. Right, right. All right. That can be a well, touch more, you know, because <laughs> I had that crystal ball, Alfredo, we would both be uh, sitting on yeah, the beach. Yeah, we would be doing something <laughs> else. I mentioned that the last time. I was like, if I had that crystal ball, uh, you know. I'd be doing something else. And and the truth is, is that nobody really knows, right? You know, yeah. nobody really knows what's going to happen. I don't even think the people that quote unquote are in charge kind of really know what's going to happen. You know, we're, mm-hmm. we're, we're living in a day where it's more and more a global economy. And, you know, when things happen in other parts of the world, yeah, it, it affects us here. And, and it, it, sometimes it affects us more than, than we would like it to, but it still yeah. does. And, you know, we we're we're helping people you know move right it's not mm-hmm. just about the house it's about helping them get to that next chapter in their life and yeah it takes a village sometimes you know yeah. it, it it really does you know from on our side from you know people that are doing prepping you know washing driveways washing houses uh you know doing the uh, staging you know helping our clients you know kind of you know, declutter and and all of that, you know, it can be very, very stressful for everyone. And then they're also, you know, packing and trying to move and trying to find another house. And, you know, when you're moving, you know, to another city or another part of the country, yeah, you you definitely, you need people on both sides, you know, helping that move along. The more support we can give them and the better service to keep it stress, as stress-free as possible and as easy as possible the better the experiences that that person's going to have. And those stress levels do get high and all it takes is one thing to go wrong to ruin the whole, just the whole experience. So that's really where we shine as you and you and Libby, your team do, you know, we're all about customer service and communication and 
transparency, just making sure that people are in the know, people are being called back immediately if they're not answered right away, just being responsive and keeping people up to date so they don't have to chase you down. You know, that that's a big important factor, I feel. It spins everyone's wheels when you're trying to track somebody down for an update, as opposed to that person just taking the initiative to, to let everybody know frequently what the status is and, and where we're at in the process, just removes that extra level of stress. Right, right. All right. Well, we probably are a little over time here. Do you want to add anything before we go? No, again, I just I can't reiterate enough that I think it's a great time for people to, to get back into this market and to purchase. I think we're going to see a lot of benefit in market appreciation out here, especially in the Austin area. We're just poised for so much more growth that I'm excited to see what that market's going to bring here in the next five to 10 years. And it's going to put a lot of people in a very good financial position that are purchasing homes now or have already purchased because there's still that much more room for growth. And you know, I'm more than happy to help anybody looking for assistance. We are the second largest retail mortgage lender in the country, and we have phenomenal technology and resources. And we're all about finding those solutions, like you said, for buyers. And we'd love to uh, continue to work with you and your clients and anybody else out there looking for anything. Yeah, well, we appreciate the work that, that you've done for our clients. And, and uh, you know, when I look back, I've known you now for like five years. At least. And you were the, yeah, you were the <laughs> lender on you you're you were working with a buyer that was buying one of our listings and mm -hmm. uh and that's how we met and so uh it's funny because uh i get calls all the time from from lenders saying yo i want to help you you know build your business and i don't really know what that means usually mm -hmm. it means me you know the realtor sending them you know referring them to our clients uh and they there's just a lot of people out there that will say one thing and you count on what they're saying, but they don't do it. Yeah. And one of the first things that you told me was, hey, I'm going to give you an update every week, right? And uh, and you did. And thank you, right? And here we are five five years later. No, but, of course. Uh, tell you, the strong yeah. survive, right? And unfortunately, <laughs> it's a whole other podcast. But when things are yeah. easy, everybody wants to jump in to be a realtor or be a lender. But when it comes down to the nitty gritty and knowing how to work with these clients and finding solutions and giving that level of service, that's a very small portion of us. And I'm very happy to, to be associated with realtors like you guys. Well, thank you. All right. That concludes our, our time. So All right. <laughs> thank you. It's been a pleasure. And then we'll look forward yeah. to talking with you soon. Thanks for listening to the Austin Real Estate Podcast. If you're interested in getting in touch with either of the guests on the show today, their information will be in the show description. Also, if you're interested in being a guest on the Austin Real Estate Podcast, be sure to get in touch at Gus at SouthLamarStudios.com. Be sure to follow us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or whatever podcasting platform you prefer, as well as leaving us a five-star rating if you enjoyed. The show is produced by Gus Joseph. Copyright South Lamar Studios 2022.